What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Character Concerns. This is Glenn Rockney. Second episode. I'll do better this time, I promise. So I think I think today I was going to go into a just a round one mock draft, did a draft simulator best I could on uh, the Draft Network mock draft machine. So it's best you can get really during quarantine. I can't uh, do all the in-person scouting that I do normally. And uh, I figured I might just get right into it. Uh, so again, this is a round one mock draft that uh, did this morning. This is on the Draft Network uh, mock draft machine. Really enjoy it. I did one for the... Uh, Raiders first three rounds that's on uh, Rock Vegas my other podcast which uh, is also going to get uploaded around the same time as this so if you're a Raider fan and you just want to hear about what they do in the draft or what I think they should do in the draft and what I hope they do in the draft go ahead and tune into that but uh, I'm going to do all 32 teams even though it's not all 32 because uh, the Rams and Bears and other franchises decided not real big on first round picks I'm gonna go ahead and trade those away so Oh, also the Colts, too. That's right. Colts traded for the Forrest Buckner and gave the Niners two first-round picks, which the rest of the NFL says thank you for that, I guess, right? Juggernaut team gets two first-round picks. Hmm, funny how that works. So, uh, without any question, uh, the first three picks aren't going to be shockers to anybody who's read hmm, one mock draft before uh, listening to this. So, uh, start things off with Cincinnati Bengals. They uh, had the prestigious... 2019 season uh that they did to earn this quarterback joe burrow out of lsu that's that's a done deal or is it uh that's something later i wanted to talk about something i saw real interesting posted today like an alternate reality for the Bengals if they don't take joe burrow i I will go into that it was pretty cool somebody else did a mock draft that's kind of enticing to be honest and kind of better and i'm a huge joe burrow fan it looks kind of better for the team but i'll get into that after we do the mock draft so Burrow to the Bengals, no shock there. I won't spend much time. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks I've seen come out of the draft, and I could be totally wrong, but I, I think he's – I don't think he's Carson Palmer, and, and Carson Palmer was good, but I, I think he's – I do think he's a special quarterback. I, I He just – there's no box that he doesn't uh, that he doesn't check for me. You know, I mean, he makes all the different throws. He runs a, an offense kind of more spread, kind of run-and-gun type offense. He's – deceptively mobile can create with his legs nothing crazy but I I think he does enough to get out of the pocket and create yards when uh plays break down so slam dunk for me at number one Washington Redskins pick two it's it's Chase Young I I don't I keep seeing people trying to say like oh no they're gonna take Tua Ron Rivera he doesn't want Dwayne Haskins and and maybe that's true but I don't see defensive-minded Ron Rivera saying uh, nah, we'll pass on, uh, this, uh, like, I don't, I don't even know what Chase Young is to me. He's like, he's like a, if Clowney, I think he's more like a, a pass rush Clowney, you know, like if Clowney was a real pass rusher, Clowney's more of a run defender that athletically wins at times and sacks the quarterback. But Chase Young is to me is like the pass rush version of Clowney. Like what the, it was like, if you saw when Clowney knocked the guy's head off in, uh, uh, what was it? The Michigan game? I think it was South Carolina and Michigan. The bowl game it was one of those, one of those years where they were both not very good, and they and they played like a really shitty bowl game, like before the new year and stuff. And it was like, holy! I remember everything stopped when that happened. I see Chase Young making plays like that. So I, I watched him. I remember I was gambling up in up in Reno with uh, uh, betting big on Ohio State 
I think they were hosting Wisconsin. I, I bet big on them to cover. At first it was terrible, and then Chase Young just took over. Chase Young and J.K. Dobbins, and he took over. I think he had like three, three and a half sacks that game, and and I don't know how you pass on that at two. I, I know I really like Tua. Like I, I really think he's good, and I think he's healthy. I think I think everything's gonna check out there. But if you're Washington, you got you gotta go Chase Young. Just take the slam dunk. Just take the slam dunk. I understand people think sometimes you gotta get your quarterback whenever you can, but I, I give Haskins one more year. I don't think that's gonna kill you. So uh, pick three, it's it's Detroit Lions, and they they got to take Jeff Akuda, especially after trading Darius Slay. They kind of tipped their hand there, in my opinion. Akuda uh, is going to stay stride for stride with any wide receiver in the NFL. I think he's far and away the best in the class. It's one of those ones. I think Patrick Peterson was was Patrick Peterson the second or third pick. I, I want to say he was the third pick. It was Cam Newton, Darius, and then Patrick Peterson, I think, and then uh, so I think I think Peterson was the third pick and. With Arizona, and I think I think Jeff Akuda is worthy of that. I, I don't like taking corners top five. I like to either get pass rush or uh, quarterback. Usually, like that's kind of what you see. Maybe a tackle, like if a tackle is really special, but sometimes that's got real big boomer bust value. So I I fully support the Lions taking Akuda there. They shouldn't do anything different. They could try to I, if two is somehow there, maybe they take him. But I, I would. I say you roll with Stafford and beef up the defense. Uh, pick four. With the Giants is interesting here. You, I see other mocks. I see a lot of people having them take uh, like Mackay Becton or uh, other offensive tackles. But to me, I think you go Simmons. I think you go Isaiah Simmons. You just make your defense like cyborg level athletic. Um, just with him. I, I don't know where you play him either. I, I'm not sure if he's a safety or a linebacker. I think you just kind of – do it like Derwin James, man. Just hey, go out there and, and make plays. I think that helps the Giants more than anything. I know Daniel Jones needs a little more protection. I know Saquon Barkley needs a little bit of help, but I don't think that you have to do that at pick four. I think if you can get a chance to get Isaiah Simmons and uh, and help that defense out, because that defense sucks. So Simmons, to me, is a splash, I think, in New York. I think New York's going to eat that up. New York loves a good defense, man. That's how they win on won all their titles was via defense, so. Uh, pick five. Got Miami taking Tua. Not only would Tua look just sick in that toothpaste fucking color scheme that they have. I just think he's he's the right pick. I I don't I don't see how they pass on quarterback this year. I see a lot of I see kind of some takes, and maybe maybe we're just kind of getting in that gray area of draft where the combines done we don't have really any pro days this year and people are kind of just having takes just to have takes but I don't I don't see them passing on quarterback here unless they have their eye on like Jacob Eason or something in the in the mid rounds but with three first round picks man you might as well just swing for the fences I wish the Raiders did last year um Raiders had three first round picks and it was like they took kind of like real conservative picks and I like two out of the three, but only one really like was a huge impact on the year. So why not take a quarterback? You know, two is good. Like two is good. I I, I get that there's some concern about his health, but he, he's a good quarterback. He blew everyone's mind when he first stepped in in that title game. Like, come on, take him. So Dolphins get to a uh, pick six. Uh, that even though I think this guy's gonna throw a lot of them, uh, I don't mean anything by pick six, and I everyone's gonna know I hate the Chargers. So. Uh, but I did not mean anything that was not a joke, and I 
don't associate pick sixes with the Chargers. I promise I would never associate it with a franchise like that. Uh, so all seven Los Angeles Chargers fans will get pretty excited by picking Justin Herbert at six. Um, going into a new stadium, they're they're going to need – I don't believe for a second that Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback on uh, week one for this team. I think they're going to go after Newton, so this pick is different. Uh, kind of a kind of one that I would change instantly if it uh, if if they end up signing Cam. But right now it's Justin Herbert. I think I, I'm not a fan of Herbert. I, I've never really enjoyed watching him in college. I always thought he was kind of kind of like not even close to the ceiling of his athleticism. Nothing else matched it. I, I understand he's like a smart guy, but I don't think he plays that smart. And uh, I've heard a lot of stuff about his leadership, where he's kind of you know. Kind of a quiet guy, and you you to be a quiet guy in the NFL, you have to be awesome. Like you have to be incredibly good. You know what I mean? You you can't be like the quiet guy that's like average. Everyone's just like, nah, man. We went quarterback. No, we're not having this. So, I think the Chargers take him. I think he's not going to be great, but I I think that roster is really good, and I think he's going to fit in well there and and do well. But I don't. I think he's might be like a Josh Allen to me. A lot of people compared uh, Herbert to other quarterbacks, but I, I think he's like Josh Allen. I think the same kind of thing. He's got a rocket for an arm. He can move. I mean, he's athletic. He's big. And uh, he'll make plays, and I think the fan base will love him. But I think when you look at it from an outsider perspective, you're going to be like, man, Chargers, oof, man, Herbert, number six. Uh. So, uh, nonetheless, that's that's the uh, L.A.'s quarterbacks are Justin Herbert and Jared Goff after this. Uh, pick seven. I struggle with this because I don't know what the hell, like, the Panthers – are going to do because they could go a number of ways they could try to get a quarterback here but I don't I don't think they're going to settle for the fourth quarterback on the board at seven especially with what they need on that roster I have him taking Makai Becton out of Louisville or Louisville excuse me uh he he's like the most off at uh, athletic lineman in the draft huge um I think he's worth gambling on I, I, th- I see a lot of people say that uh oh man you know you want to take the more polished guy and stuff like that i i think he's polished enough and if you see some of the blocks and i I know they're just clips they're not all 22 you know full game clips or uh full game views on you know game pass that you guys are getting but i'm seeing just clips of him killing people man like getting out second level and just burying people to me with the panthers they don't really have an answer anywhere right now i think when you don't have an answer anywhere and you don't I don't think they think Teddy's the quarterback of the future. I think he's a guy that they can use and keep around, but I think that's not going to stop them from taking a quarterback after this year or even another round this year or something. I don't think he's the guy they're building the offense around. I don't think P.J. Walker is either, but I think Matt Rule's just bringing in guys that he knows and guys that fit his system. I think he's going to fall in love with the athleticism on uh, Mekhi Becton right there, and I think he's kind of a safer pick than most people think. Uh, Pick eight. Uh, I, I really, really wanted Jerry Judy right here. I was like, oh, man, if Jerry Judy going to the Cardinals would be so fun with DeAndre Hopkins and just, you know, indoor stadium, Kyler Murray. It would be the most exciting offense in the NFL, I think, even more than the Bills with getting digs and uh, uh, more than the Browns, the on-paper offense that they have and always seem to have. Uh, but I, I have the Cardinals here. They did not take Jerry Judy, and I, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But here I think they're going to try to fortify that defensive line, especially you don't want to waste Chandler Jones. Uh, I think they're going to I think they're gonna take Derrick Brown in Auburn. I got I got him taking Derrick Brown. Huge 
really good uh people i know pff i, I listen to pff uh, steve uh, palazzolo and sam monts and they like have this thing where it's like if you leave this draft this wide receiver loaded draft cornerback loaded draft if you leave this first round with Derek brown you're probably going to be disappointed and i'm you know i i see where they're coming from but i think if you get a really good defensive tackle it's a position you don't really have to worry about for a while uh, the Rams, with all the stuff they have, and you could argue that he put him in this position financially, but Aaron Donald, you're not going to have to worry about him. And I think if you put Derek Brown with Chandler Jones over there and, and let that offense be explosive and let Kyler Murray just grow into the all-pro quarterback I think he's going to be, I think Kingsbury's got a lot to get excited about. But, you know, you're going to want to – you're definitely going to want to fortify that defensive line, especially going against Niners run game. Uh, I would say Rams run game. They don't have Gurley anymore, and their offensive line isn't really that good anymore. But Seattle likes to run the ball. I think that's a good draft pick for their division. Oh, pick number nine. So pick number nine, I went back-to-back defensive tackles here. Jaguars are another one where you're just like, man, they gutted their whole team, so what are they going to – What are they gonna? Uh, I guess what direction are they going to go? Would they take a quarterback here? Again, I don't know if you want to spend your first pick after – Three or four quarterbacks have already gone. I don't think you want to take the fifth one there at number nine unless you're sure about it. So I, I got him taking Javon Kinlaw. Again, they lost Clayus Campbell. Uh I man, for pennies on the dollar, but whatever. I mean, they're again, they're they're punting on the year, it seems like. So they're gonna roll with Minshew, maybe. Uh we'll see what happens <laughs> with their other picks in this draft. But Javon Kinlaw as another guy, people are just, uh, you know, hey, man, like, I don't think you have to get Javon Kinlaw. He's a little bit raw. You know, do you want to settle for defensive tackle that early? Yeah, I, I think you do. I, I think if you're keeping Yannick and, uh, you know, Yannick says he's not staying, but I feel like he would have been traded by now. Uh, maybe maybe that'll be like a clowny situation a couple of days before the season, when whenever the season is. Uh, but I think you, you're going to want to go defensive line here. I think I think Kinlaw is a really good value. I they could have gone wide receiver here, kind of similar to the Cardinals, but I don't think they have their quarterback yet, and I think they're going to want to try to keep a keep that defense still loaded, you know, even though they, they keep Miles Jack and guys like that, um, keep them happy, but I, it's tough. The, the Jaguars have been tough to draft for because they, they, they seem like they'll take a quarterback, but you don't – I don't know if they're quite ready to give up on Minshew yet. So I got him taking Kinlaw and uh, – that one I'm very, very uh, uncertain on. So pick 10, double-digit time. Uh, Cleveland, they ha- they have to take a lineman. It's got to be an alignment here. I-, I, don't, I don't see them going into that wide receiver class. I think they're fine at wide receiver. There's no reason for them to. They could go, you know, like a Calevon Chase on or uh, like – even Xavier McKinney or somebody like that, they, they could get creative. I, I could see them doing something like that, maybe try to fortify that secondary with those two good corners. But I had him just going with Jedrick Wills. Uh, I think that's a guy you plug and play. I, if you are that confident in Mayfield, which you better be, you know, you, you took him two years ago, number one, you better at least do everything you can to keep him upright. I think that's the most you can do for him is keep him upright. He's already got guys to throw to. Uh, their defense needs needs a lot of work besides Miles Garrett and you know if he can stay on the field right. But I I, I got to go offensive tackle. I I don't see I don't see how you leave this draft without two or three tackles that you think can play this year or or I'm not sorry not tackles but linemen that can play this year. 
So Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. I like everything I saw out of him in college. So I think he'll do just fine for the Browns. I think it's a real good value at 10 there too. So uh, Cleveland's got to be happy with that. Uh, New York Jets pick 11. I said his name just a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago. Uh, Caleb on chase on LSU. Uh, Jets haven't had a pass rush in a long time, at least from the outside. They always seem to have like when their defenses are good, they they still get a lot of like pressure up the middle, but the edge is left a little bit to be desired, I should say. Uh, you have Jamal Adams, Quinnen Williams. You spent you know pretty big draft capital on him and uh, paid C.J. Mosley last year. Get Caleb on chase on. Start get the quarterback on the ground. Uh, Tom Brady left the East, so why not get guys that can make Josh Allen throw it seven feet over guys' heads because he's in his face after the snap count. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you want to get a guy that can rush Josh Allen, a uh, guy that can – whoever the hell the Dolphins have at quarterback, I guess it would be Tua if my mock draft comes true. You want – get those guys on the ground. I think Caleb Von Chase on – I see a lot of people talking about how good he is, but he wasn't super productive at LSU. So I, I think he kind of gets lost – uh in how good he is i think he's going to be a great pro he was one of those guys who were like man he's good in college but he was a great pro so uh i think at 11 that's that's the direction the jets go uh number 12 my las vegas raiders uh still getting used to the name but my las vegas raiders uh i'm i gotta take a wide receiver for them here it'll be their first uh the first wide receiver off the board i did say on my podcast uh, rock vegas earlier that i would like to see them actually go corner at 12 take like a cj henderson that way the depth at receiver comes in later at 19 i don't think you have to take the first receiver off the board this isn't that class but i do think it's the type of class where if you want a corner that can start you got to take one of the top three and that's uh akuda fulton i'm sorry akuda henderson and fulton if we're going in order so i do have the raiders taking wide receiver here but the more I think about it, I would like to see them go DB. Uh, but I got him taking CD Lamb. I think CD Lamb's what Gruden wants. I think CD Lamb's a volume receiver. I think Jerry Judy's more of a explosive big play guy. But I think John Gruden wants a guy he can put, you know, triple digit targets on a year. Know that he's going to hold up. Know that he's going to be able to create after the catch. Uh, John Gruden wants to get the ball out of Carr's hand fast. And I think CD Lamb's the guy. I, I think that's the guy that he's going to fall in love with. I think he's tough i think he breaks tackles and and gruden respects that he comes from a big time program checks all the boxes now if they went judy or rugs here also wouldn't surprise me but i think cd lamb's gonna be the guy pick 13 the niners god damn it colts what the fuck are you doing the forest buckner was worth the 13 pick i guess calais campbell worth a fifth round pick i don't know what would you have done so the niners i got them taking jerry judy and that should scare the shit out of the nfc uh, you pair Debo Samuel, Jerry Judy with their run game and, and Kittle, uh, yeah, grab a rosary and just start crying in the corner of your house. Cause as much as it pains me, I, I don't see the Niners going away anytime soon. Garoppolo aside, that team is, is almost Garoppolo proof. And we saw it, ha we almost saw it happen if it wasn't for Pat Mahomes. So Jerry Judy, incredible wide receiver in one of the best wide receiver drafts I've ever seen. Uh, I feel confident saying that. And the Niners got him for basically the Force Buckner. That's uh, a guy they need, but not really. <laughs> so John Lynch, hats off, got to say. Pick 14, the new uh, home of Tom Brady, Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To me, it would be crazy to give them like one of the wide receivers. Like what if they took Henry Ruggs? 
and you just put Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Henry Ruggs, and said, hey, Brady, here you go. This is what you run with. That's not what I did, but that would be something to think about. And if you're Bruce Arians and you just like, if you just start, I'm not saying he does it, but I mean, the guy fucking did drink paint. Shout out, pardon my take. But if he just did like a line of blow the night before the draft and just start pounding on the GM, I think it's a Jason Light just starts pounding on the door and they're like, Bruce, what the fuck? And there's like white powder all over his Kangle hat. He's like, Bruce, what the fuck? The draft's tomorrow, dude. It's fucking 3.30 in the morning. And Bruce is like, dude, we got to take rugs, man. We got to take rugs. I need speed, man. I got, You know what I mean? I could see him doing something like that. Jason Light slams the door and said, you know what? We're going Tristan Wirfs because that's who I picked for. Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. It's weird. He keeps, I always saw him like during the college football season. I always saw him going like super high, like higher – him and Andrew Thomas were in like this hot five in some drafts. I remember uh, mock drafts, I should say. Uh, but I got him going to the Bucks here, and that's another thing you can do is just man, just keep Brady upright and get let those two wide receivers go to work. I think their defense is better than people give it credit for. They finished a lot better than they started, and they have Todd Bowles there, who I I, I mean, it's not really many guys I'd pick over him to be my DC. So uh, I think the defense is going to be fine. They just resigned Sue today, which. I'm kind of a Indomitian Sue truther. I don't really think he's overrated. I just think that the hype coming out of him was so crazy that year uh, with him. And I think, was it him and Sam Bradford that year? Uh, coming out of the draft, out of Oklahoma, everyone's like, holy shit. And, you know, Sue, tough to say that he didn't perform. But if I if my team has Indomitian Sue, I know that we're okay at the tackle. So, that's my take on him. Uh, anywho, I, I got them taking an offensive tackle. Tristan Wirfs, again, out of Iowa, keeping Brady upright and uh, trying to make a run at it because that's what you got Brady for. Pick 15, um, I just talked about him, Henry Ruggs, going to the Broncos. That's also, as an AFC West guy myself, that's that's a bit concerning, uh, especially because Cortland Sutton's good. Drew Locke is, is interesting. I liked what I saw out of him. Uh, I wonder what the ceiling is. Like, I wonder if that was the ceiling. I think that's fair to speculate. But also, it's like, man, he does have an arm and can can run. So this could be a lot worse for, for my Raiders if, if Locke does pan out. And then you give him a guy like Ruggs. If Noah Fant becomes anything, Noah Fant looked kind of like no offense, I should call him. No offense because he kind of sucks, but uh anyway nah he doesn't suck he's just wasn't that good last year and I thought that he was uh one of the worst tight ends in the AFC West uh uh shout out Darren Waller uh so I don't know you you know my theory about first round tight ends not my thing uh but yeah Henry Ruggs over there you can hand him hand him the ball you can throw it to him deep you can throw it to him short he can create after the catch he is not I keep getting in arguments with people you want to follow me and watch me argue on Twitter? It's at Glenn Rockney on Twitter. He, Henry Ruggs is not John Ross. He is not Tavon Austin. First off, Henry Ruggs comes out of a program that is a lot better at producing wide receivers than those two fucking Washington and uh, uh, West Virginia. Uh, everybody out of West Virginia, uh, wide receiver ends up, eh, you know what I mean? Stedman Bailey was awesome, and then he had an unfortunate uh, gunshot thing. I, I like Stedman Bailey, but man, Tavon Austin, not good. Alabama wide receivers usually do pretty well in the NFL. And Henry Ruggs not being the number one because Jerry Judy was there is a bullshit narrative. So 
I hope the Broncos don't get Henry Ruggs because I think he's going to be really good. I would I would love him in Vegas myself, but he he's going to be good. He's physical. He's ty- he's more Tyreek Hill than than anything. So, pick sixteen, Atlanta Falcons. I got uh, I got them taking C.J. Henderson. He's one of my favorite guys in the draft. I, I think he's a playmaker. I think Okuda's a great cover guy, but I think C.J. Henderson's the best playmaker at corner in this draft. He he finishes plays. He's a great blitzer. Man, corner blitz is his thing, and I, I love a good corner blitz, man. When you disguise it and I, you just blow a quarterback's mind and just light him up from the corner position, you see a guy with a number like 20 number, and he's not, a, not a, like a big safety or anything. You're like, damn, man. That's the guy I see C.J. Henderson being. I see him jumping routes. He might give up a couple big plays. I've seen it happen, but he's got the speed, got the length, checks all the boxes. That's a guy I take first round, no matter what my team situation is. Never hurts to add a DB. It's like pass rush. So Atlanta scores there. They let Trufant walk and get C.J. Henderson. I think that's an upgrade. Uh, Pick 17, Dallas Cowboys. So kind of – they see C.J. Henderson's gone. I know Dallas just lost Byron Jones, so I think they're going to want to substitute him with Christian Fulton. Again, another long corner. Good cover guy. He definitely isn't as physical as you like him to be, but I, I still think he can cover. And in the NFL, like, physical's good, but can't be that physical anymore. So I'll take the guy that covers. We can work on tackling. Sometimes that never comes in, but if you can cover, I think you're you're worth it on my team. So Dallas gets a good corner out of the national champion uh, LSU. Miami, this is their second of the th- of three first-round picks. Uh, I talked about him earlier, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Again, he was mocked way higher before, and I don't know what changed. I always thought he was really good. Um, I think sometimes when you go into the season really good and you don't get any better, and they're like, oh, man, he stayed really good, so he should naturally move down because I thought he would be elite. No, I, I just think he's a really good tackle. So you drafted Tua, go get Andrew Thomas. So then you get your quarterback your somewhat, you know, starter, I guess you could say cement them as a starter at offensive tackle, Andrew Thomas. And if you come out of the ta- come out of the draft with a franchise quarterback, franchise tackle, I think that's a good use of the first of two first round picks and we'll see where they go with the third one. You can maybe have a little fun with the third one. We'll see what happens. So uh nineteen, again, uh my Las Vegas Raiders. I really wanted them to get a corner at 12 uh didn't happen they went cd lamb uh i'm not ignoring the secondary this time but i don't love what's there at corner to take at 19 so if they could find a trade back position that's what i would do here but uh mr glenn rockney cannot afford uh the draft network premium subscription uh i'm not what you would call uh the bourgeois um or somebody a, a person of means so not really going too hard after the uh, the mock draft that allows you to trade. So the Raiders are picking at 19 here. Uh, fret not because they're taking one of my favorite players in the draft, Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama. So you leave this draft with one – I think they're all 1A, 1B, 1C wide receivers. So C.D. Lamb, however you want to rank them, I still think they're all number one, those three guys. Uh, I got Xavier McKinney, who I think is the best safety in the draft, and I don't think it's even close. Uh, some people say, oh, Isaiah Simmons is a safety. doesn't matter. Xavier McKinney's a better safety than Isaiah Simmons would be. Uh, he's physical, but he can run, and he has range. So you pair him with Jonathan Abram, who I think is good, but I don't think he's slam dunk good like a lot of Raider fans think. I think we got to wait, wait and see, see if he can uh, play to 
allow himself to play uh, in a way that allows him to play 16 games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not just dying, you know, living and dying on every play. So you, you wonder if that's kind of the the trade-off with him. If you only get, you know, like a Bob Sanders uh, uh, availability. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's the case. Nonetheless, I love having two great safeties. Uh, then it allows you to maybe run an Eli Apple out there at corner, which wouldn't be too excited about, but Xavier McKinney, uh, watch some, watch some tape, whether it's highlights or just full games of him. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Pick 20 Jacksonville Jaguars. This is, uh, one of, what do they have two first round picks or did they have three as well? They have two. So this is the Rams pick and uh, pick number 20, Jacksonville Jaguars. I got them taking uh, a quarterback. I, I, I say swing for the fences here. I know they like Minshew, but I think Minshew is one of those guys where if your quarterback gets hurt, you're like, oh, yeah, we got Minshew. But if he's starting, you're like, oh, we got Minshew. And Jordan loves the guy here, Utah State quarterback. You don't have to start him right away, and I wouldn't recommend you do. He makes some fucking terrible decisions almost winston level decisions but damn man he can when he's on when you see him really confident in his reads and drops back scans the field he can let it rip i i do like him there's a pat mahomes comparison that does him no favor uh i don't think it's right and i eh, a little bit racially motivated i think i think <laughs> there's definitely like a, oh there's a you know lighter skinned guy that with a big arm he's just like the other light skinned guy with the big the big arm no uh, Jordan Love is not Pat Mahomes. I I don't know what he is, but he's not that. But I do I do think I do think he's going to be a good pro. You, you I just don't know if you can start him right away. I think you got to really uh, sit him down and watch film and break down a lot of stuff. I I think he's going to take some time. And you got Minshew to to mind the gap. So I think at Jack with with two first round picks this year, Jaguars trying to get a quarterback. I don't hate it. Uh, pick twenty one. We got the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I got them taking Justin Jefferson out of LSU, and I'll be the first one to say I don't, I haven't really isolated him on uh, some of the film that I watched. I don't, uh, he didn't stand out a lot in the games to me. He he is really good, but uh, you know I think having Jamar Chase, who I think we'll be talking about top ten pick next year, uh, Jamar Chase, I think he kind of over kind of overshadowed him. But Philadelphia needs help there. They need help at corner, and they might need a little help at safety if they're going to put Jalen Mills over there. But I, I got them dipping into this wide receiver pool early. I saw Ben Solak of the Draft Network saying he, he kind of wants them to take a corner early, but I wouldn't hate that strategy. I always like going corner early, especially in this draft with all the wide receivers. But I, I got to take him Jefferson here. Think you want to think you want to keep Wentz happy and uh, give him a fighting chance. So. Pick 22 is uh, Minnesota. With Minnesota, th- man, I, I think they had the worst offseason. Not the worst. I think Texans had the worst. But Minnesota, this could have been the draft. They took a swing at a quarterback. I think this could have been the one where they say, look, we got Thielen. They don't have Diggs anymore, but I think there was a chance. Had they told Diggs they weren't going to have Cousins, I think there was a chance Cousin. Cousin, if Cousins being gone would have kept Diggs somewhat happy, who knows? I don't know the ins and outs like that, but I got them taking a wide receiver here again. I think the run really had started already, and I don't think they want to miss out on maybe the top five or six of them. I, I got them taking Denzel Mims. I don't think Adam Thielen by himself is enough. I don't think Kyle Rudolph's enough with them. 
And uh, I think Denzel Mims is awesome. I think he's doesn't get talked about because I don't think he comes from a good enough passing game in college. I was talking about him on the Rock Vegas podcast earlier. He killed the combine, 6'3", I think 225, just roasting his 40 and good lateral movement, good three cone. And there's good film of him. It, the team itself didn't have a good quarterback. And I, I'll always take a chance on that. So Mims to the Vikings, I don't really like – I don't think this does a whole lot for him as far as wins, but I think makes it easier once you do eventually move on from Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is kind of like a disease that you have to have for a couple of years no matter what. So maybe he's just some unwritten rule in his contract where it's like, hey, man, if you keep Kirk Cousins, you have to keep him. And we'll do the free agency thing, but you have to keep him, okay? So I, that's what it seems like. But might as well give him Denzel Mims and Thielen and – I guess roll roll out with that. So, uh, again, I wouldn't have signed him, but once you do sign him, you got to commit to him. So, uh, Mims, it is. Pick twenty three, New England Patriots. I do see them uh, as a possibility of either a trade up for maybe like a Justin Herbert or something. I could see them making a huge move on draft night. We've never seen Belichick without Brady, so we don't know what the tendencies are. Those all go out the window because Brady was the constant. Brady's not there anymore, so. You don't know what Belichick is without Brady. I think he might get aggressive this year. He might be tanking, but I I don't think Jared Stidham was seen as the heir to Brady. I I it's weird. I don't I don't I know that's any quarterback you draft could be the heir by default, but I don't think he was seen as the guy. So I see I could see them moving up. So if they stay at twenty three, I got them taking Grant Delpit. Belichick always loves to say, Hey man, I don't know what I need, but this guy's good. And he takes him. And I respect that. So uh Delpit could start at safety for them. And uh, depends on what Delpa you get. Last year, he wasn't really that good. Uh, two years ago, best I, – I saw him going, like, top five in mock drafts. Those way too early mock drafts. Um, I saw him going top five. So, depends on which one you get. The film does support it in, t- in 2018. He was great. So, uh, Patriots also are a great trade-back team, too. They might try to accumulate capital and just try to rebuild that defense for uh, on rookie contracts. I could see them doing that, trading back for like a Jeff Gladney or something. Uh, pick 24, New Orleans Saints. I think what they'll do, I, I believe they lost A.J. Klein to Buffalo, and you could give them a receiver here, but I think that Sanders signing allows them to wait and see who falls into the second, third round. I, I think that they don't have to take a wide receiver first. They might go O-line here, but I don't think the value's there. So I have them taking Kenneth Murray. You might as well get a guy that could just make tackles everywhere. You know, um, him with uh, Alex Anzalone and uh, Demario Davis. I think that's a really, really good core that they have. And uh, Murray gets after it, sideline to sideline. I think the coverage is a question, but I didn't really see that many reps of him in coverage. So I don't know if that's what – Oklahoma's defense sucked. So I, I don't know if he was ever really used right there because that, that defense was a sieve. I remember watching them against Kansas State thinking like – Kansas State, that quarterback was cool and fun to watch. I don't remember what his name was, but he looked like Joe Burrow against them. It was, it was nuts. Um, Yeah, Kenneth Murray. I think that's, that's a good value at 24, and I think that he helps them instantly. Pick 25. So Minnesota – did get a second first round pick from from Buffalo. I have them taking Jeff Gladney as I as I just mentioned. I think Jeff Gladney's good. He's physical. I think he could put on a little bit of weight, but he's he's real physical. He's feisty, man. Like a Patrick Beverly, you know what I mean, uh for the Clippers. Really handsy. We'll see if it's too handsy or not, but 
I really, I really like his game. Twenty-five might be a little bit early, but I think he's going to be one of those guys where you see him in mocks in like the second round, but he ends up going like, you know, pick twenty, you know, <laughs> randomly or something, where, where the NFL scouts were higher on him than maybe uh, mock draft people. So uh, Vikings get a wide receiver in a corner. I think that's it's good for them. Again, I don't, I don't like the overall view of their team, and I'm not sure I'm a Zimmer guy anymore. Uh, pick twenty-six, the third first-round pick of the Miami Dolphins. I got them taking DeAndre Swift uh, out of Georgia. I, hey, I, I'm i not a huge running back first-round guy. My team did it last year for Josh Jacobs. I adore the man. Uh, but I think when you got three of them, I think you can do that. I think DeAndre Swift's a good guy. If you had Tua uh, – what did I put with him? Was it Andrew Thomas? And uh, Yes, it was Andrew Thomas. Uh, uh, and then you add uh, DeAndre Swift with that. That's a really good chunk of offense that you have there. And you get Preston Williams back, Devontae Parker. I believe they re-signed Devontae Parker. I got, I got to check on that. But uh, that's a pretty decent offense, I, I think. I mean, it gets you excited if you're down there in Miami. So, uh, again, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Say what you will about running backs first round, but I think that's a good pick for them. Seattle, uh, 27. They always seem like they punt these picks. I don't know, like Rashad Penny and stuff like that. And uh, who's the guy they took last? LJ Collier. Like, I don't – that team hasn't drafted well in a while, man. Like, their, like, fifth-round picks are better than their first-round picks. It's a weird franchise. Uh, then they get guys like Quentin Dunbar for, like, a fifth-round pick for whatever reason to, to be a pro bowler over there. So, they get it done somehow. Uh, they're taking Josh Jones, tackle out of Houston – think they're always going to want to try to protect Russ. They do the worst job of it. Oh, fuck, not even close, man. Like they throw darts at a board, man. They're like, "Let's take that guy." Oh, he's a tight end. Nah, he's a lineman, trust me. They they do stuff like that and fuck it, man. They're going to try it again, I guess. I Josh Jones is fine. I I think that'll be a fine pick for them. Uh if I were them, I'd go after like Patrick Queen, try to try to find a replacement for Bobby Wagner, somebody to uh once Bobby Wagner's done, but I see them trying to go offensive line again. They're they're going to keep going at it. Speaking of Patrick Queen, I have him going to Baltimore Ravens because when you don't know what to give the Baltimore Ravens, just give them a fucking awesome defensive player because that's what always falls to them. Uh, they went Hollywood Brown last year. I think Lamar Jackson's got enough. I don't think you have to put more wide receivers there. I don't think he's a guy to really even keep wide receivers happy there. I think wide receivers going to have to block a lot with Lamar Jackson. Uh, get him Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen can cover. Uh, they just killed that defensive line. I mean, that defensive line is just an army tank, man. Holy shit. Like Judon. They brought Judon back on the franchise tag. Calais Campbell, man. And, uh, and Michael Brockers. Holy shit. You're not running on them. Let me tell you that much. And, uh, you give him Patrick Queen on the back end. I, I don't know how you pass on that and how you're not excited if you're in the, uh, state of Maryland. Uh, pick 29 Tennessee Titans uh that Tannehill contract is is a thing it's uh not something I would have done but they're not drafting a quarterback anytime soon so uh, I'm gonna give them an edge rusher make that defense a little better I they looked overmatched by Pat Mahomes which everyone does but that's something you got to try to stop and uh for me I see them bringing Logan Ryan back on the on a small deal because Logan Ryan's not getting the offers he thinks he's getting so I didn't see him really going into corner nor do I think the value's super good there I, I got him taking Yitor I think it's Yitor Grossmatos uh to Penn State and he 
he gets after it. He's a crazy athlete. Uh, maybe a little raw, but I think Vrabel has a good track record with a lot of these uh, first-round players. I didn't really like their Rashawn Evans pick, but he ended up being fine. And uh, I think they're coached well. And Harold Landry isn't really lighting it up over there. Uh, so why not give him a good presence off the edge? They lost Jarrell Casey, so you might as well get some pressure somewhere. Pick 30, Green Bay Packers. I'm going Jalen Rieger, uh, TCU. He's one of those guys where people, if you say you're going to run a 4-2 and then you run like a 4-3, it's like dead to me. And you're like, well, but it's a 4-3. Like, no, man, he he said he was going to run a 4-2, and he didn't. He's a fucking liar. And I guess that's people's take on Jalen Rieger. I don't know if he's the best route runner in the world, but I think with uh, the Packers, they just need speed, man. You got Devontae Adams. He He's got that, like, Michael Thomas route tree where he can – definitely get some big plays going but he's really good on the intermediate routes and just a killer Jalen Rieger stretches the field man it's like a Deshaun Jackson for your team he kind of reminds me of that KJ Hamler I think is is going to have a better career for that style of receiver but Rieger's good and I teams seem to really like him and I I enjoyed watching him too uh watch out for him uh, with the Packers again KJ Hamler's a guy I think is going to go earlier than people think so if the Packers did something like take Hamler I wouldn't be ultimately surprised but uh, I got him taking Rieger here Oh, so the San Francisco 49ers, NFC champs, with their second first-round pick. Should be illegal, if you ask me. Should be illegal. Uh, I didn't see that in my skimming of the CBA, but should be illegal for anybody that was in the Super Bowl last year to have two first-round picks. Can't believe it. Uh, they, they have an interesting spot here. I have them taking Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma. I really like Neville Gallimore. I think it's just a plug-and-play replacement for Buckner, and he doesn't have to play right away, but again – the Niners ate off that defensive line, ate off it, and those athletic linebackers. But they they could cover on the back end, but that defensive line got after it. Gallimore gives you push up the middle. I think it gives you – it saves you like $20 million on on the Buckner contract a year, damn near. I think Buckner got like $21 million or something. So I think the Niners just basically played money ball with this, and I, I don't think they're going to lose a whole lot out of it. Pick 32. Uh I man, this guy's name. I, I feel bad for not knowing how to say it, but I do like him. Corner out of Auburn. So for the Super Bowl champion, get uh, Noah Igbinogene. I think is that how you say it? Igbino Igbinogene. I think it is what it is. Uh, he look. I don't know what he is. He was recruited. <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name. I don't even like. He's just an athlete in the secondary. He can play. He his dad was an Olympic sprinter, I, I believe, and he was a wide receiver. He came into Auburn as a wide receiver, and I love converted wide receivers in the corner. And I I really enjoy watching this guy play. I think he's gonna get taken a lot earlier than people think. So this would be a classic Chiefs pick where they just go, "Hey, man, our defense was good last, like good down the stretch, but I don't bank on that being sustainable. So let's get some coverage on the back end. Uh, they got Juan Thornhill that'll be coming back next year." Defensive line's pretty good. I think if you add a corner to that team, it's it's good. It's really good. They could get have fun and get a wide receiver there too, add some more speed. I wouldn't be surprised with that. But that's uh, well, that's all thirty-two picks. I'll uh, uh, see if I can find a way to include this on the uh, like SoundCloud notes or something, so you guys can follow along if you guys are listening. But there's just one thing before I get out of here. I wanted to talk about. Uh, I saw this really, really good. Um, they did a, just a Bengals mock draft, and I, I'm blanking on the guy's name right now. He works for ESPN. Oh, Seth Walder. Seth Walder, uh, ESPN analytics guy. His big thing is you trade back. So everybody says Burrow to the Bengals is a lock, and I, I think it is too. But what if it wasn't? 
what if they said, hey, I really like Tua? And what Seth did is he traded back in the mock in the TDN draft network, uh, the draft network mock draft machine. He has the premium account again, a rich man who I think should be taxed more because he can afford this. Uh, he traded back to number five with the Dolphins. So for trading back to five, the Dolphins gave them pick eighteen. Uh, so the Dolphins still have two first round picks. Dolphins get Burrow, have another first round pick. It works for them beautifully. I think. I think if you go down from three picks to two picks, but you get the best quarterback in the draft, I think that's worth it every time for them. But the Bengals, who are just objectively bad, um, they need help everywhere. Their offense, to me, isn't as bad as with if they were to get a franchise quarterback. I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. But if they trade back to five because they want to, and this is assuming that uh, the Lions or uh, somebody else doesn't trade up to take two a because of this but again they take they trade back to five and take two they get pick 18 who do you think they pick at pick 18 so it's insane i don't see this guy lasting till there but their pick the pick at 18 is jerry judy so would you rather have joe burrow and then have pick i don't know uh the pick what are the what would they have pick 34 and then you you get a lesser wide receiver there? Or would you rather have Tua, who everybody, I believe, thinks is good for the most part? He's a good quarterback. I, I don't think there's a lot of, like, Tua truthers that think he sucks. But Jerry Judy at pick 18 and Tua, I'd have to think about that. If I knew I was getting Tua by trading back to five, I'd have to think about that. So you have Tua at five, Jerry Judy at 18. Uh, I didn't see how this worked, but I believe they traded back again for... Uh, to get Grant Delpit. So it must have been, they must have got Miami's other first round pick, which I don't think that's what, what it would take, honestly. I think you could package some late round picks to get up to one from five. But uh, they, at pick 32, nonetheless, uh, I guess trading back with the Chiefs, I would imagine, uh, trading back and the Chiefs trading up. Uh, Grant Delpit, which, man, you leave the first round with two of Jerry Judy and Grant Delpit. I'll take that every time. Uh, pick 39, they go. Yitor Gross Matos. Um, I don't have him around till 39, but if he's there, that's, again, amazing. 44, you go Lucas Yang and uh, Isaiah Wilson at uh, at pick 66. That's uh, it's looking pretty good. After that, it's guys I don't really know. I, I Again, I'm, I'm good till about the first three rounds, and then after that you start. It's Did they play for Notre Dame? I might have seen them. That's, that's where we go. Uh, so, interesting. Uh, I was very much Burrow to Sensi. Don't think about it. But, man, if you knew Tua was going to be there at five, I think you'd have to think about it. If you knew you could get somebody like Judy, his you know guy he has obvious chemistry chemistry with already. You sell that to your fan base. Uh, you get him for five years because the Bengals don't pay anybody. But you you sell your fan base, hey, man, we got Tua and Jerry Judy. So they might have been ready for the local boy Burrow. But you got Tua and Jerry Judy with, with Delpit and – and Gross Matos, I, I think that's better than like Burrow, and then you wait back and hope like Denzel Mims fell into the second round. I this uh this is enticing. Again, it's all it's all hypotheticals, but uh yeah, that's, that's just a mock draft I wanted to go through. I hope everybody's quarantine's going well and safe. Uh it's the numbers aren't looking good, but uh stay inside, man. Fucking smoke some weed or something, like drink some beers and just uh uh stare at the mock draft machine like i do all the time it's completely sane completely normal and there's nothing uh weird about it so 
again, I'm trying to trying to have some more NFL news come out, so we got something to talk about. But might just have to run mock drafts every week and talk shit about the teams and the players. Uh, again, this is Character Concerns with uh, Glenn Rockney. You can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rockney, and uh, I'm part of the Rare Candy po- Podcast Network. That's at Rare Candy Pod One, the number one, not the O N E spelling. Rare Candy Pod One on Twitter and uh, find us on SoundCloud. Uh, this, that's where this will be uh, working on getting it on iTunes. Um, again, me and uh, crypto side do a weekly podcast uh, where kind of, you might not like it cause uh, we're, we're very much uh, leftist in our political takes. Uh, so if you can want to follow me just for football, that's totally fine. But uh, if you want the leftist politics takes and some wild shit uh, that me and crypto side talk about, um, again, follow him at crypto PSI. Uh, Check us out. Rare candy.